Hey everybody, welcome to a special episode of the DC3 cast to celebrate slash review the uh, release of Justice League, the blockbuster film from Warner Brothers Pictures. Um, my name is Brian, and my mother's name is Martha. <laughs> LOL. No, you're all supposed to introduce yourselves and say your mother's name is Martha also. That's 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 a goof. Oh, uh, Okay. Normally you introduce us. Normally yeah, but, it's you no. Know, as always, I'm here with my friends. Yeah, but Martha but, and Martha. But this is uh, all right. anyway. <laughs> my joke fell flat. That's okay. We're gonna. You move gotta. On. So you gotta set us up for that. That's... I, I thought. I thought I was setting you up, but apparently, uh, you know, there's only one comedy professional here. <laughs> the rest of you got. You're, rest you're of you... a real joker, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think I'm actually a real a real Lex Luthor, and uh, one of you guys is Deathstroke. And one of you guys is Deathstroke's Guy Fieri beard. <laughs> I had the same. Vince texted me, Deathstroke looks like Guy Fieri. And I had the exact same idea when I saw it. So. We're rolling out, bringing uh, criminals that we broke out of jail to the best diners, drive ins, and dives across America. Check out this defiant sauce. <laughs> <sighs> Oh man, if this is all leading to a Christopher Priest Deathstroke movie. <laughs> Let's be honest, it's going to be the new 52 Deathstroke movie. Yeah, yeah carrying around an 8x10 of his wife in a trench coat. Yeah. <laughs> my, my, my favorite Here, reference. Let me, let me just unfold this. Yeah. <laughs> all right, so let's, let's talk about What are we doing? This is. <laughs> So we're supposed to do a short podcast here about Justice League, and we're going off back on our bullshit as always. Um, so anyway, uh, you know, Justice League came out on Thursday night. All three of us paid uh, good earned American dollars to see it. Five sixty four to be exact. I think that's that's all right. How much did you pay for it? Five sixty four. What the fuck? Where did you see you it? Did the, the, you the did the you did the early bird special. I did I did the ten a.m. and I did a standard viewing, not three D. Yeah. Mm. I mean, to be fair, I didn't mind through Movie Pass, so I paid nine dollars earlier in the month for this movie. But you know, <laughs> there we go. Uh-huh. Yeah, exactly. Um, so overall, what did you guys think? Let, let, let's start with the Siskel and Eber here. Thumb up or thumb down? Vince, go. It stinks. <laughs> <laughs> Zach, thumb up, thumb down. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it, too. I didn't love oh, it. I kind of liked it. I kind of liked it. Not a lot, but I really kind of liked it. <laughs> All right. So, as always, I am between Vince and Zach and their opinions uh, on on this film. But let's... You said you kind of liked it. You're not on – no, no. You are squarely on Zach's side no, I, I don't. One. I don't think I liked it as much as Zach liked it. Uh, we'll get into it. I definitely had like a lot of issues with it, but yeah. we'll, we'll break it down. Yeah, let's let, let me say this to start. Okay, I think that there's obviously a lot wrong with this movie, but I will also say that I think this is a movie that people were never going to give a fair shake to, mm-hmm. and uh, the combination of Joss Whedon coming on board and 
the just terribleness that was Batman versus Superman, and then the good Wonder Woman movie, like all these elements together, nobody was ever given this a fair chance. So I will say now, I think that this movie was about on par with like the worst MCU movie. Well, what's the worst? What's the worst Marvel movie? Um, probably Incredible like Hulk? Thor two. Thor two or Incredible Hulk. Yeah. yeah. Oh, no, Iron Man 2. Just kidding. Iron oh, Man 2 is the worst. It is Iron Man 2. I would say I enjoyed this more than Iron Man 2. Oh, for sure. Oh, I, oh, oh. No. I think I think that this... I mean, this isn't a, an MCU comparison, but I would put this movie like at or around par with Man of Steel. Um, which, like, at the time, I thought was, like, a serviceable movie. Um... <laughs> I don't know. I probably actually like this a little bit better than Man of Steel. I think I liked it better than Man of Steel. I think I did too. Yeah, I think after this would be like my second favorite DC film after uh, Wonder Woman. Well, modern DC. Modern. Well, yeah. I will not have you besmirch uh, DC DC EU. Okay. Yeah. Um, Vince, you don't agree with us, do you? No, I don't. <laughs> um. I think this movie earns every bit of the bad will that that it had been given before. You know, you say it, you don't think anyone was going to give it a fair shot. Well, I'm not going to say I'm not going to say that I didn't go in with you know the presumption that it wasn't going to be terrible, but um, nothing about it, uh, you know, did anything to convince me that I was wrong. I mean, I feel like. I feel like I barely watched a movie. Like, like you can't even consider it a movie, really. It's like random parts sewn together. Well, you know, you know what it was. I, th- I kind of agree with you. It was more like three episodes of a TV show yes. that were run together. Yes. Because it really did have that, like, it could have been divided into, like, three 40-minute episodes. Yeah, but if they were also chopped and screwed within one no, another. No, so I, I, I don't think it was that oh. bad. I mean, like, it, the pacing was bad, but it wasn't as, like, incoherent as I expected it. Like, you had the first act, which was, let's introduce oh. all the characters. And then the second act, which was... Um, Let's kind bring of back like, Superman. <laughs> let's bring back Superman, and then the last act, which was let's go fight the bad guy. So it wasn't incoherent because it was so uh, insultingly simple and and stupid, is what I think. Like I think the reason that it was it was actually coherent, and the reason why you know most people had an okay time with it. From what I'm hearing, you know, well, most of the most of the plebes out here who liked it. No, huh? no, yeah. no, no, no. Yeah. <laughs> no. But the reason why most people are having a good time with it is because it's this stripped down, simple fun. I mean, it there is nothing to it, and it is it is made to be fun. It is, it's giving you the impression that it's a fun movie, and and there are parts that I had fun with, but there were also parts that just screamed to me. This is a decision made by a board of crusty old dudes to have a random... Like, one example is, there is a shot in this movie. I hope that someday the DC3 can mystery science DC3 theater this movie. Because I would love to go through scene by scene with you guys on this. I I wish we could do it tonight. Like, I wish I had my notes all written out. Because there's so much I've got wrong with this. But... 
there's one scene in particular when they are fighting uh, on that in whatever country that is where they're where uh, Steppenwolf is building his like base or in whatever. Eastern, they're fighting in Eastern Europe. Yeah, exactly. Nondescript Eastern Europe. Yeah. There's a scene where it cuts to Diana smiling and like (laughs) nodding for absolutely no reason. She's doing it at nothing. It's not a reaction to anything. It's literally somebody was in a boardroom and said, well, we got to have some more smiling. It was, it was, it wasn't in reaction to anything. She, she wasn't doing it at, it was in reaction to the scene that had just happened. But it was like, not, I mean, it was like, I can't even remember like what it was now, but it was like something with Bruce and someone else. And I mean, it's, it's basically yeah. the equivalent of me smiling, knowing that Zach is having fun someplace else. Like, basically, yeah. Know, there's, there's no real connection between those things. That's what I mean. Like, obviously, they slip that in after a scene that she would react to, but I'm saying like you can tell that it was it was her. They were just like. Gal, we need a nod and a smile from you. Well, I mean, like, can you blame them? Because I'm going to, like, come out and say right now that Gal Gadot is the not only just, like, the absolute best thing in the DCEU, like, the only, not the only redeeming quality, but, like, the best thing, but maybe the best thing to happen to, like, superhero movies oh, she's in general. Fantastic. She, everything single scene that she is in this film she steals and she just floor like i loved everything that she did um gosh that open that like opening scene with her um like the one the from bank the, or the bank yeah. Or, yeah. yeah the terrorist attack like yeah man like i love that, that scene that was a great scene that actually made me when she when she was blocking all the bullets like yes. i i felt something there i, re, I i'm gonna admit that However, I think what they did with her character, they by the end of the movie, they may, they basically allow Bruce, who wanted to kill Superman earlier in the year, <laughs> like <laughs> gleefully dragging him through a men's bathroom by a chain and like torturing him and wanting to kill him. To being the one who scolds Wonder Woman about her going into hiding for a while, and making him like the, have the moral upper hand. See, I didn't take it like that at all. Oh, because um, like what the way I took it, and like what I thought was really nice is they like accentuated the fact that like basically Wonder Woman makes everyone around her better. Like, like she just improves everything, which they, is like metatextually like true, but also like in story terms yeah um, they, they try to say that but they don't no they, they do but they do show i think they show it because like yeah bruce is better and i didn't take it as like oh he has the moral high ground it's like he is you know like I, okay i will like preface this too with like ben affleck was the absolute worst part of this movie oh he's um, terrible he's, he's terrible the damn movie. he's so yeah. bad but it's not and nearly have, as bad as ezra miller he is no, not I as bad as Ezra, Ezra Miller. No. no, I loved Ezra Miller. Oh. We'll talk about that in a minute. Um, it's going to be a nine-hour podcast, by the way. Ezra, we'll talk about that in a minute. Ezra Miller was fine, except he, it was not fine for Barry Allen. Like, it's, no, not, it was, it's not his fault that it I I have I have takes on that. Oh, we'll, no. We need to go through each character individually here in a minute, but I'll finish, <laughs> like, my point. Okay. Um, like, the way they positioned Batfleck is, like... 
yes, he has been redeemed by Wonder Woman, and now he is, like, in a point where he can kind of, like, repay the favor, like, call, like, help her to, like, be... I mean, she is, like, essentially the Superman of this Justice League, you know? Oh, she totally is, yeah. And, like, he... I didn't believe any of that, though. Oh, I did, I did. Like, I thought all... I thought those scenes were, like, well-earned and... Uh, totally good. And there's a train in the background. Sorry. <laughs> That's all right. See, I, I, I kind of, again, I kind of fall in between you guys here. I, I think on one hand, like you can say that the Batfleck, like redemption tour, is unearned. But I think that how can I put this? I am shocked that they didn't double down on Bruce being a dickhead. Like that seems to be what Zack Snyder would have done. Like doubling down on Bruce not trusting anybody, all that. I think that what they were trying to show was that after meeting Clark and and Diana, that Bruce like legitimately wants to be better. And I think that that's a, there's a good story in there. And and the the scene at the end was so goofy when he was like six chairs, big table, but you got the idea that like. <laughs> That, like, he actually, you know, he wants to be better. He wants to be part of something bigger. I don't think Ben Affleck sold that very well. But I think no. from, a, from a storytelling perspective, the idea of Bruce changing is almost the most radical thing they could have done. Because nobody wants to see a, Bru- a Batman team player. You know, all, all, the, all the people who Vince thinks that Zach and I are, like, he, <laughs> we, we want... He, you know, we want like this brooding outsider who's, you know, you know, it's do you bleed? Not what I meant. Yeah, sure. Which, oh man, how how glad am I that that got a reprisal? Oh yeah, yeah great. Yeah, yeah. Oh god, don't even that <laughs> so, scene. We'll talk about yeah, that yeah. scene. One of we'll like one of the, the like eight people in my screening of just I went I went to like the four thirty <gasps> oh, Friday screening. Eight people there. And that's, uh, I got to I, I got to really quick like I saw it today. We're recording on Sunday at a two thirty showing, and the theater was packed. There was like no sitting room. Oh, see, I, it I was, was insane. I was the only person in four rows on either side of me. But anyway, when when, when that do you bleed thing came back, some guy went yeah, and his friend went, <laughs> "This is so stupid." <laughs> it, was like, it was an amazing like back and forth between these two people. Um, nice, but yeah. Uh, anyway, should we just okay? So here's okay. He, here here's my general thesis on the movie, and then we'll break it down. I think that the two things that worked the best, sorry, the three things that worked the best in the film were obviously Gal Gadot's Wonder Woman. I think that the post-insanity Superman, like, it showed me why Superman can work on the screen again. Like, I thought that um, specifically the scene with him and Cyborg really, really worked for me. Like, I, I thought that there was a warmth to Superman Ooh. that we had. What? Yeah, can I interject here real quick? Well, okay, yeah, sure. I was just gonna say, any no, no, nah, never mind. Go ahead, keep going. Okay. Sorry, sorry. I yeah. So I, I I feel like you know, um, what's his name who plays Superman? Uh, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill. Yeah. Henry Cavill. Like you know, I thought he was very good, and I think that Ray Fisher as Cyborg, I was expecting not to like. And I think by the end of the movie, Cyborg was by far the character that had that worked of the new characters, the character that worked yes. the best. That's what I was gonna say. Yeah, I think I think I can probably get behind that too. But 
I think that maybe there's not as big of a gap as for me as there are is for you too. All right, so, so let's. So, so do we want to just break down the new characters? Yeah, let's do that first. Let's talk, we were talking about Cyborg already, so let's just finish the Cyborg conversation. Okay. Um, I think that they streamlined his origin in a way that didn't feel cheap, but also felt like, you know, they didn't... I, I, this is one of the things that I feel like the film got right. I am shocked they didn't spend 20 minutes doing a convoluted Cyborg origin. We meet him, he was in an explosion, his father saved him, Done. Like it was, it was a simple, clean origin, and I think that Ray Fisher sold the alienation really well, and didn't have this like cartoonish transformation into a team player. At the end, he was a team player, but it, it was it was gradual over the course of the movie. I, I thought it was handled very, very well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I I think from beginning to end, Cyborg is by far the best thing in this movie, and it's funny because. I was reading like critics reviews after I saw the movie and so many of them were like, you know, Cyborg was so forgettable. Cyborg was the worst part of the movie. And I feel like, like really, like if you ask me uh, this movie that was cobbled out of like three different movies put together, he is the one thing in this movie that feels consistent from beginning to end. Like, like, like well thought out consistent okay he's going to start in this place he's going to end in this place he's going to have an actual arc um he's not going to say anything stupid or like make any stupid joke like they didn't feel like they needed to insert stuff to like make him more fun like it's it was just a really consistent so much about this movie is just inconsistencies from beginning to end or from what's clearly the snyder parts versus the whedon parts which every time there's a Whedon part, you can tell exactly what it is. You, there's none of them are hidden. You you can look at this movie, and I I could sit with you, and I could pick out what's a Snyder scene and what's a Whedon scene. With Cyborg, I felt like from beginning to end, we got a total package that fit the character. Ray Fisher did a really great job. Great voice, great presence, great uh, physicality, and. Like, I really believe that he inhabited that character in a way that, like, watching Ben Affleck sleepwalk through this movie was just really embarrassing <laughs> to, to, to think about. Um, because, I, like, for me, he showed almost everybody else up. Uh, not that he shouldn't, not that he does, you know, but, like, you know, you, you've got, like, professional, uh, you know, ben, ben Affleck veteran Hollywood guy. Like, Academy barely, Award winner, Ben Affleck. Yeah, 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 yeah barely showing up you know um oh it was wild to me but yeah so cyborg was like one of the only things about this movie that worked for me um just side note the reason that you can tell which scenes were which is because the scenes where henry cavill actually had his real mouth uh those (laughs) were the snyder scenes and uh oh brother uh, that was the clear telltale sign which we can get into that later i will say that it wasn't nearly as bad as I thought oh, from that picture yeah, and like agreed. that you kind of made me fear like outside of the, that opening iPhone scene where it looked really bad. And I was like, Ooh, Ooh, this is going to be bad after that. Like even when we got to that scene that that still frame was taken from, I thought in motion, it was still really bad, but it wasn't as bad as I was expecting. Oh God. Um, can, we, can we talk about that cell phone scene? We can talk about the cell phone scene. That really was quick the most weedened. That was the most weedeny thing that ever weedened. <laughs> it was the most weedeny thing, and and can I tell you how botched it was? Like, did you guys think that that was 
bad? I, thought I didn't it was think awful. it was bad. I just thought it was like weird and unnecessary, and I didn't understand really. I mean, I understood what the point was, but well, it's to me, it's like I knew it was a Whedon scene, but it was one hundred percent Snyder's Superman because. He can't even, we don't even get to see at the end what he likes about humanity. And I know that that's done for effect, but when you consider the way that Snyder has, like, captained this character through three movies now, this character for which, like, a bunch of philosophical questions are constantly being raised, like, the trailers are all like, you know, oh, you know, is he a monster or whatever, you know, all, there's all these questions Snyder raises and then never bothers to answer or doesn't answer satisfactorily. So it was so fitting to see them ask Superman what his favorite thing about humanity is and for him to not answer it on screen because this character is not recognizable to me as Superman. Well, that was, a, uh, that, that was one part that really stuck out to me was when Ben Affleck uh, was like, you know, He's more human than I am. Talking about Superman, yeah. And I was like, I was like, well, in the comics, maybe, but not in the, not in these movies. Exactly right. Yeah. Exactly. Every time, like, we've spent three movies with Superman, and most of them were him wondering whether he should even be helping humanity, and humanity being afraid of this alien uh, nuclear weapon coming. Well, you know, well, and- to be honest, how often do we like wonder whether we should not just be escaping into nowhere and going off the grid and forsaking humanity as it is. I mean, who hasn't, what human being hasn't felt that? Yeah. That's fair, but I'm, I'm no Superman. <laughs> Zach um, I, I, I just, fuck you. I was just, I think you, Zach Braff. <laughs> no, but then, um, and, and then, and then like, also I'm, I'm, <sighs> we're jumping wildly from topic to topic. Yeah. yeah let me talk about cyborg. <laughs> Okay, all right. I was I'm just, just gonna. I was, gonna finish, I was gonna finish my thoughts on the cell phone scene. Go for it. Okay. Go for okay. It. You've got. I, I like Henry Cavill. He looks like Superman. <laughs> I don't know if he does a great job as Superman, because he's standing here talking to these kids for their podcast, video podcast, I guess that they're doing on their iPhone, and uh, and instead of being this like warm, welcoming presence, he's like, oh, I, I guess I'll talk to you, and then like. He's talking back and forth with them, and he's he basically sounds like an alien. <laughs> like there is no warmth there. There's I want my Superman to be this big, burly Frank Quitely Superman dude that like picks these kids up in his arms, and like oh this is what I love about humanity, you know. Dogs. And, uh, <laughs> what? Yeah. Dogs. Yeah. Or something like that, you know. But he's like standing there, like mm, uh I oh this. Uh, S on my chest. It's like a river, and I'm going to explain it in the least warm way possible. <laughs> it's like your human rivers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like I didn't buy that scene at all because this isn't the warm Superman that 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 we're being told exists. Well, I don't I will, believe that humanity's come around on him yet. I will say this: there was something that Cavill said in an interview where he essentially said, "This is the first time that we see the real Superman," right? And I think what's going to be the story going forward is that when Superman died and came back, he, like, lost his doubt of humanity. It's going to be very clumsily explained in the next movie, but that's what it's going to be. It's going to be like, it is only after I died that I understood how much I loved people or whatever it is. That's how they're going to okay. get around it. 
okay, there there might not be a next movie, and let's next time this happens, let's not take three movies to get to that point. Well, of please, course not. of course not. Oh, it fucking sucks. Okay, Zach, Cy- Cyborg, lay it okay, on. Cyborg, um, gee, man, where you have got? Oh, I'm got so some mad. Stuff tonight. Um, <laughs> no, okay, so I like Cyborg. Um, I liked how leaden his performance was and not that like that was from lack of skill like i think it took a lot of skill to act that um monotonously you know in a way you know like that took skill um to portray that kind of alien aloofness of like this guy who whose body is being like upgraded by alien software in his sleep, you know, and how, how do you like portray that? And I thought he did a really good job with that um, and still managed to be expressive, you know, in a very unexpressive way, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Um, I thought, you know, his like design, Okay, so we can talk about like what a hot CGI mess this film was in a minute. Oh yeah. Um, but I know we all kind of like ha- had like some issue with the his design, um, which I did like appreciate the upgrade at the end. He like why can't he? He why couldn't he have looked like that the entire movie? You know. Um, again, like why do we have to take whole movies to like fix problems that don't need to exist? Um, but. Yeah, I mean, I thought he was a lot of fun um, in his in his own way, especially like that scene with Superman at the end with the mother box and like just how like that that felt warm. Um, and there were a lot of warm moments in this movie that I don't think were just like manufactured. I thought there were like a number of them that felt real and if not quite earned, like. <sighs> At it, least, it, like they didn't feel like I said manufactured. Oh, and the stuff I, I like him and Barry together. The accidents. The accidents. I like um, that take because it reminds me of what Jeff Johns kept trying to do with Cyborg and Shazam in Justice League, but never quite like really worked. I felt like this was that, and it worked. Barry ruined that scene for me. Yeah, Barry, okay, Barry ruined most scenes for me. Can we yeah. talk about Barry? Because I have like, I'm so surprised at like how down you guys are. Uh, um, do you care if I take the lead on this one? Go, go ahead go for it. So I, when when Ezra Miller's casting as Barry was announced, I was super down on it because that was right, like right after um, the Flash TV show had started. Um, and I was super high on that. And I was like, we have a perfectly great flash right here in Grant Gustin. Like, why do we need to, like, I don't, I don't want two flashes since then. Uh, flash has become a like garbage show. And I, you shut don't your really mouth care about, I don't care that it exists. It could go away forever. And I wouldn't mind. You shut your um, mouth. And Ezra Miller comes in and does a, a totally different take on Barry that is not just another, um, you know, new 52 rehashing um, and like portrays a flash that is like totally befuddled and like socially inept because he can't adjust to interacting with people who don't move at the speed of, you know, light. So yeah, like that totally worked for me. 
Yeah, see, see, and that explanation is something I like, but it's something we never really saw in any meaningful way. Oh, sure, we acted did. out. No, I we did. Zach. No, I'm like, I, what? I, I'm sweet, I'm innocent sincerely, Zach. I'm sincerely floored that you guys like didn't like Ezra Miller. I, hear, I thought he, he was. A, I thought he was adorable. I thought he was like kind of charming. Like, sure, he was like super goofy and a little over the top, and like hammed it up a little bit but like this is justice league we're talking about this is a Zack snyder film um, all right but he, he, here are my problems with him okay first okay. of all i feel like he was acting in a different movie than every other actor in the film his tone was so off from everybody else's and that's not necessarily I, i'm not necessarily attacking ezra miller here but to me they they flew in the flash from a different movie he did not. I just, I, I feel like, see, I, that really just doesn't make sense to me, though, because, like, I feel like he interacted really well with every character in the film. No, okay. The other thing is that I feel like this movie was obsessed with taking no shortcuts, except the most terrible shortcuts around, imaginable. Like, for instance, they didn't want to give us a fully formed Barry, and I can understand why you don't want to do that. But the laziest way to give us that is to have him want to join the Justice League because he needs friends. Like, that was so fucking stupid. That's maybe the... In a movie full of bad lines, that maybe is the worst line in the whole movie. Why is that stupid? Everybody needs friends. Okay, if if somebody came to you and was like, Hey, Zach, we're putting together this team of pharmacists. We have a really important project to work on. And you were like, Good, I need friends. I don't I'd know. Like, maybe if I didn't have any friends, maybe if I was I, like a, if a, if I was like a shut in who like had no common denominator relation to any human, then yeah, maybe. I just imagine like if 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 Batfleck was a real person and and he responded that way, I can imagine Bruce being like, "Now nah, we're good over here." As second <laughs> thought, you know. Uh, peace out, Cub Scout. Like it's not going to be well. Like Bat Batfleck is like not even a real human being he's like a psychopath you know of course, like, he, is. Yeah. Of course he is they yeah. like work perfectly together and like that's kind of like what this movie was you have all these like weirdos aside from gal gadot who's like an angel um whoa wait it was... i think zion, you're taking i think you're taking zion this angel <laughs> yes yeah. i think you're taking this a little far <laughs> what do you mean <laughs> that's all right Nothing. I guess you don't like Gal Gadot as much as I do. <laughs> I think you're. I think. I think Zach Horny, Brian. Yeah. No, she's. <laughs> I'm pretty she's, sure Zach Horny as well. No, she's just the best. Um, she, she is great, but Zach's still horny. Uh, anyway. No. <laughs> Vince, what do you no. think about Barry? So, it's it's just not Barry to me. And if they want to do like a. Oh. If they wanted to do like a comedy type character, I just didn't like the I I thought it was a great moment. I thought it was great to make him like the the inexperienced unsure one. The moment where they had Batman tell him to just rescue one person and that's that gives him the confidence to get started, you know? That was great. Agreed. That was a great great moment. So the inexperienced thing didn't bother me, but just the the undercutting everything with a really unfunny joke. Like, I don't think I laughed once at something Barry said or did. And just that was, I, 
I felt like that was where Whedon did a lot of hit lot of the work. Like the scene where Barry ends up flopping on uh, Wonder Woman while she's laying on the ground. That's a Whedon thing. Whedon probably did that in real life to somebody. Um, <laughs> to get that, that was that was very anime. Yeah. Yes, it was. Yeah. Which Barry likes apparently. He was watching K-pop in his. Uh, he, he was and Rick and Morty and oh boy everything. Okay, See, so it's even worse than I thought. Yeah, then. It is. It's uh, oh man. So <laughs> let me. Okay, I just want to clarify something really quick. Are you are you more upset because he is Barry Allen in name only? Like, does that bother you? A bino? Yeah. Yeah. What? It's a, yeah, a bino. A, a bino. Barry in name Barry only. Name only yeah. Yes, okay, okay, yeah. Barry in name only. Does it bother you that he's a bino? Yes. <laughs> yes. See, I think I could care less about that at this point. I mean... To be fair, like I, I feel like on the Flash, Barry is a bino. He's Wally. Like to me, that's the best part. If you can, if you can, if you watch the Flash show and you realize, like, oh no, it's not Barry Allen, it's Wally West. It changes the way you watch the entire show, and it makes it even more enjoyable. I really do believe that. So, like that, that is not. I'm not going to sit here and like you know furrow my brow angrily at the screen because because it's not my Barry. You know, hashtag not my Barry. But I. Uh, I just feel like it wasn't my even <laughs> my, my Barry. It, it wasn't but, even a well-executed, different Barry. You know, know who he reminds me of? This isn't Wally either. Just to you get know who he reminds me of, though. Who? Uh, Jessica Cruz. Oh, yeah. You're kind of yeah. yeah, yeah. We all know how much we like those characters. I well, mean, I've always said be... that there's like a good a nugget of a great character there. No, and there I'm is. Not saying that it's they, that they hit it off with. No, I'm not. Yeah, it's not this either. But and to be I fair, know, man, I'm so surprised. I liked Barry. Is it isn't Batman in this essentially Baz because he's carrying a gun all the time? <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, man. Uh, okay, so let's let's move off Barry for a second. Um, I feel like. I was sold a bill of goods by everyone about how great um, Jason Momoa was going to be as Aquaman. Oh, boy. Ooh. He was so metal. <laughs> yeah. Uh, like, to, to me, he was like, you could have, if if you took him out of his, like, Atlantean tattoos and whatnot and put him in a Confederate flag t-shirt and a trucker hat... <laughs> It wouldn't have changed anything about his performance. Like he was just like your ultimate like dive bar bro. The way he talked, the way he acted, and uh, you know, like, I, I when I saw Thor with my friend Ken, we were watching the uh, the trailer for Justice League, and he was like, "Man, I hope he's not as much of a bro in the movie as he is in the trailers." And I was like, "They can't make him as much of a bro in the movies. This has to be. They have to be overplaying the bro for the trailer. Like, nope, underplayed the bro for the trailer. <laughs> yeah, they under they. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. on him. Yeah. Oh man. Um. Yeah. Uh, so okay. Before we get to this, can I can I can I just ask a functional question here? Y- yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why was it so important that Bruce have a beard when he met Arthur? 
Because as soon as he does that, meaning he shaves the beard off. Why was it well, so important? He's like, it's like a, it's like an alpha thing. Right? Yeah, exactly. That, that is a. It was a psychosexual. <laughs> yes, there is some psychology going on there. He's peacocking him with a beard, essentially. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. He he. Bruce just realizes that he may be a master of martial arts, and uh, he's never going to be a Pua master. So. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Um, can can I say my thing about Aquaman? Sure. Yeah. Sure. Aquaman's character, like, you want to talk about origins? His origin, what what we have to assume is his origin, makes the least sense out of anyone's in this movie, mm-hmm. because like, so is he the king of Atlantis or not? It doesn't really seem like it. Mera is down there using a terrible British accent, and he's like some, uh, you know, metal surfer dude. Um, like he's not. He doesn't. I don't know. He's not really. It doesn't seem like he's really king down there, is he? Uh, well, so I saw like one take that was like, so that's like his first time going to Atlantis, like, like or like he just hasn't been to Atlantis in a really long time, if ever. See, um, which is make really weird. Which is really weird if that's the case. But also, like that scene with Mara was like maybe one of I think like the worst scenes in the movie. Oh, it was it was, it was bad. It was terrible. it was really bad, and it makes me wonder like what are they gonna do with an Aquaman movie? Yeah, yeah. like what what is there even to go on? And <laughs> and like even the physics of it, like having an entire movie, I, obviously like the whole thing won't be underwater, but a good portion of it is going to be underwater, and that stuff did not look good. No, it looked terrible. It sounded ter- the mix was terrible. Uh-huh. I couldn't I couldn't understand half the stuff that uh, Amber Heard was saying. Right. Well, and they weren't even underwater, and like the whole thing was like I, you know, I, when they've been talking about the film, it's like, oh, we're gonna have a really interesting way of like dealing with them talking underwater, and now I can only assume that it is Mara will follow everyone around and create an air bubble so that yeah. they can talk. <laughs> and they just like Mara just rattled off a bunch of exposition really fast that I couldn't follow. Same to like to explain how like Arthur what like Arthur is the protector of the mother box but also he's not well liked around atlantis or something like that i could i don't know i couldn't tell because it was such a sloppily done scene the only part i understood was when he was like i'm gonna need something from you and i knew that that meant his like costume and trident you know (laughs) like (laughs) that's the only thing i got out of that scene Mm -hmm. and they they cut uh willem dafoe apparently i was gonna say where's my volco where's (laughs) my volco Where's my Volco? <laughs> um, that was yeah. that was a bad scene. I, I, I do want to say I, I still think. Go I, ahead, Brian. I just hope that Volco is played exactly as Willem Dafoe's character from Life Aquatic. <laughs> <laughs> That's all. Okay, go ahead. Carry on. Um, I still think a lot of people are going to come out of this liking Aquaman, and that's fine. Whatever. Um, he like. I think he's going to please the crowd that he was supposed to please. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, that's fine. That's whatever. Like, of all the egregious things to come out of the DCEU, Aquaman is by far, uh, is far, like, nowhere near the worst. Right. We'll see. We'll the, see. The, I mean, so the, far. 
the unfortunate thing is that the worst are Batman and Superman, who are arguably your two most important characters. Yeah. Well, so, no, I mean, you've, there's all of the Suicide Squad. Oh, I, I would put all the Suicide Squad in there before Superman, probably. But yeah. I continually forget that that movie even exists. I still haven't seen it, so that it is, is it's it's the saving grace from having from this movie being the film with the worst CGI. <laughs> <laughs> this movie, that's something I wanted to say. Uh, you know, if nothing else, every other Zack Snyder movie I've ever seen looks good, looks incredible. You could pick out any, you know, still shot from a Zack Snyder movie and it's composed really nicely. And yeah, they, they may have all a similar tone and color palette, but but I think for the most part it looks really nice. This movie was ugly as fuck and it didn't matter whether it was Snyder a Snyder scene or a Whedon scene. It was ugly. Wait, it was like CGI a mish- was just It was like a mishmash of nine different things at the same time. So it can't yeah. look good. Exactly. Well, and but like even like man, Steppenwolf was so bad. The oh, you mean, whole oh, you, 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 mean, you mean the World of Warcraft villain? Yes. The destiny villain. Oh. He, he he's literally a destiny so villain. Bad. He's a bullet um, sponge. He okay, that was bad. Um just I I the parademons looked bad. Um I just remember there was like a point in the movie where I, I it's like I know how much this movie costs. How can it look this bad? Because they were reshooting it last Monday. Like, it was... They had no time to finish it. That's why it looks so bad. Uh, and, and... But... There's one scene in this movie that's like a CGI hot mess, but it's probably my favorite thing in this movie and gives me the most excitement for the DCEU moving forward. Maybe not the most excitement, but it's in my top three. The boom tube? Not the boom tube. Oh. Lay it on us. The the flashback scene. Oh, with, with Green Lantern? With Green Lantern and with all the gods and stuff. Like, mm, yeah. that scene was going on and I was... Oh, you mean Lord of the Rings? Yes. Yeah. yeah, that's exactly what it was. And I loved it because it was just like, I can't believe that they're doing this. I can't believe that they're going to like such ends blowing like a third of their budget to do this like <laughs> two minutes. This hot... Yeah. Yeah. And I like, I love the world building of it. I love like the unnecessary characters that they threw in there. Like Hercules, I guess that was Hercules or Zeus. That was, no, it's probably Zeus. I Hercules, guess the lightning guy. Zeus. Yeah. But I'm pretty sure one of them was also meant to be Hercules. Maybe. And like an Artemis or something was like the bow and arrow yep. girl. And then like the green lantern and, yeah, setting up this like mythology with, of like the Amazons and the Atlanteans and and man, it was like super Lord of the Rings, and I love I loved that super Flashpoint too. That that oh, the Atlanteans yeah. and the Amazons yeah. are, yeah. And uh, uh, I'm sure that was Jeff Johns doing. Oh, for sure. But like, I I loved that scene. It was like super goofy. Yeah, but, but they did I loved it. Oh. They did the Green Lantern so dirty though by like doing like. Now, now the Green Lanterns don't make any sense to me either because Why? because they've been around but they haven't intervened on Earth even though they have a patrol that covers I mean, Earth. They got a big, a big sector, man. <sighs> or maybe who knows? Maybe they're not around anymore. And see, then that's doing them dirty. I think. 
Well, I don't know. You could do like a thing. You could do Kyle Rayner thing where he brings him back. It's yeah. not going to be Kyle Rayner though. But no, it's going to be some stupid. Ah, I, well, I think they've it. already said it's going to be Hal and John unless yeah. they change it again. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I oh, I thought that was great. I love that part. I I just yeah. The um. Yeah, I don't know. That was that wasn't that wasn't one of the more offending parts of the movie for sure. <laughs> that was uh, that was fine. Can we? I know we briefly touched on this, but can we just talk about how much of a nothing Steppenwolf is? Oh, t- oh yeah. He shot. He just shouted shit throughout the whole movie that I could barely under. Like I probably heard half of his dialogue or understood half of it. Not that I need it anymore. Like, he was just basically, I'm evil, huh? <laughs> I'm gonna. And Alice and I were, Alice and I were talking about this. He mentions dark. Dark side is mentioned exactly once in this movie, and he the way that he says it and the way that the dialogue is mixed with the sound and everything else that's going on. I'm guessing that anybody who saw the movie that d- does not explicitly know who Dark Side is just Dark Side is. It, Yes. Just assume that he was either talking about the concept of the dark side in general, or it was a weird Star Wars reference that was misplaced. Well, to be fair, I don't think think it could be done in any way that would let someone who doesn't know who Darkseid is know. Sure it could. Yeah. I don't think so. How? It could be like, I'm here as a ward of Darkseid, or something like that. What does that tell anyone? Like, that's still, like... They, they'll at least know that Darkseid's a person and that there's some greater machine at work other than this weird guy that just showed up and started killing people because he's evil. I don't I don't think you can do that. They could have built They gave him no motivation. They could have built some motivation in for this, you know. I'm just saying like without like showing Darkseid, I don't think that there's like any good way to Darkseid explicitly Darkseid was cut from the movie. He was, supposed, he was supposed to be in the movie. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, I think like without actually like explicitly showing Darkseid, I don't think you can expect any like non-initiated person to get it, like fully get it, just from a line of dialogue. Well, that's what I'm. That's how. That's my example for saying how underdeveloped Steppenwolf is. You know, well, like okay. he's just shouting all this shit, and half of it nobody even cares or knows about. You know, there's no there's no anchor. Do he's, it at all. He's the worst. He's um, the worst. He's the worst. Yeah, he's the worst. And just looked so bad. The design was so bad. It was really bad. Like, I would have rather them had... I don't know what I would have rather them had. I would have rather them had a guy in a rubber costume instead of this weird CGI mishmash of gray and purple. Mm-hmm. I also don't understand why anybody thought that to tell the dark side story, you first have to tell the Steppenwolf story. <laughs> like, I can almost understand it if you're thinking about it like the Silver Surfer and Galactus, where, like, to. Keep it loopy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we're like, you know, you have to. Uh, where it, it makes sense to show, like, the Herald first. But I feel like there's plenty of dark side stories that don't involve Steppenwolf. You don't. Well, you know, you know what it is, right? Like, 
they want to have their like Thanos moment, you know, like they're going to build to dark side because that's what Marvel did with Thanos. But like, Thanos has been disappointing so far. Well, yeah, I mean, like, well, we haven't even seen him because like Marvel can like tease that out because they are actually like, you know, they've done well, like they've done this the way you're supposed to. Um, and so DC thinks that, oh, well, we've, we can do that too. Um, I, I, that's, that's my take at least. They're like, well, we can't do dark side now because we have to save him for later. If that's the case, and I don't disagree with you, then why do you tease the Legion of Doom at the end of the movie? Like if that's because uh, because because we got to save Darkseid for Justice League Four. <laughs> God, they're they're not gonna. Oh man, with the way the box office is going, there ain't gonna be no Justice League Four. Yeah. Um, I know. I'm just like that's their rationale. I yeah. feel like that's what right. I think they're thinking. I think you're right. Um, um, but you know, with Jeff Johns piloting things, why didn't he just blow his load on uh, on Darkseid? Uh, right from the get go, like you did with the new Fifty Two. <laughs> well, that's what I. That, I don't know. Yeah, I wonder. Um, oh man. Yeah, it's it's weird. It's a weird choice. I mean, it's like one of several weird choices, you know. Um, oh, so many. This is a mess. I. I mean, I guess. But at the same time, it's kind of weird that they sort of like. I mean, we had like a red skies moment in this film, and that was like totally unearned and not. <laughs> You know, yeah. yeah. I mean, of course, that's like something that only DC people will pick up on. But I mean, it happened. Yeah, it did. Yep. I don't know. Um, um, go ahead, Vince. No, what, where, where are we going next? Well, you know, what I was gonna say was, you know, we we've talked a lot about sort of the various pieces here, but I think that the the scene. And the plot line that we need to talk about is the resurrection of Superman. Oh, the worst scene in the movie. Uh, there are some bad scenes in this movie. I don't know if that's the, the worst one. This is the this was Wait, my which, least favorite. Well, which aspect it. of it? Like the the resurrection or the aftermath of the resurrection or both? Kind of all of it. Like until until they leave the the resurrection, and then until they leave the 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 grounds in Metropolis where, where they're having the fight. There, there's like a dozen things about that scene that are not how you film. uh, We're resurrecting Superman scene. I I have two really small nitpicks about that scene. I have a lot of major things too, but the two things that to me seem to be so silly were like, all right, so they dig up this body, right? And he's holding a picture of his father, which is totally something that that tracked, right? But then his supposed like friends, or whatever, put him into the 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 waters and don't take the picture out of his hand, and they're just like this, it gets destroyed. Like, wouldn't you think like this obviously means something to our friend? We're trying to resurrect. Let's put it in no, my pocket for a second. Like, no, no, no one thinks of that. They're all assholes. Yeah, just think about this, Bruce, who got. Her son killed was willing to let Martha Kent go homeless <laughs> until they brought Superman back, and he realized, "Oh, Superman would probably be pissed if I let this happen." I mean, he, I'm a, I'm a billionaire; I can buy her house. 
to be yeah. fair, I don't even think that Bruce Wayne considers a single human being besides himself. That's well, that's wrong. Uh, of course it is. But Bruce Wayne would never have let that happen. That was the dumbest. That was the dumbest like Hollywood moment in the movie where like Bruce has to buy her house back when he should have done that the minute it was <laughs> going foreclosed. So you're you're saying he he should have been Ray Zelinsky from uh, from Tommy Boy and the tough break Martha. You know, you use the bucket to ice down your marbles. You know, just like <laughs> give her the uh, give her the consolation prize of buying the house because her son is dead. Yeah, exactly. That's a it's <laughs> a deep cut. Um, yeah, yeah. So yes, it's little my, things my, my like second, that that my make everyone big, seem like assholes. Yeah, my second big pet peeve from that scene though is that they made this big deal about Daddy Elfman. Using the John Williams oh, theme, I didn't even catch it. It, it was I mean, so buried in the mix, and like obviously they're resurrecting him to be an asshole because it's a Zack Snyder movie, and they can't just have a happy moment. So like you have to resurrect him to be a dickhead. But like, can you imagine how great a scene that could have been? That like you know Barry runs and he shoots the electricity and it brings him back, and then everything goes dark for a second. And you just hear the beginning of that theme, and then Clark like rises out of the water and smiles. Like that could have been an amazing scene, but they yeah. did everything wrong in that scene. Exactly. Instead, he has to he has to freak out and shoot up out of the ground and like fly into the air. And I guess I'm the only one who liked the pet cemetery joke. That was that was fine. <laughs> I could take or leave it, but oh. but um. But yeah, like it could it it should be such an resurrecting Superman should be such an iconic moment, you know? And instead he just like pops open his eyes and blasts out of the ground and then is like seen off in the dis the first time you see him, he's like way off in the distance. Like, come on, give us the full, you know. I mean they had I don't, to hide ca- his I don't care if it doesn't I don't <laughs> care if it doesn't make any sense. Have him wearing a Superman costume or symbol when he comes out of the grave because that's iconic. Don't just have this shirtless asshole who's he was wearing a suit when he was in the thing. Uh, like how does his pants? How do, well they they I'm assuming they undressed him, right? No, they put, put him in in the suit. I think. So then, how did his pants remain when everything else blew off? See, if you're gonna do that, just put him in the fucking costume because it already doesn't make sense. I don't have to have it make sense. I want an iconic scene. To and me, then... like to me, the whole thing was like they buried him in Clark Kent's grave, not in Superman's grave, and so that's why they had to be like, "Well, he was buried as Clark Kent." Put it underneath it. Come on, George Reeves, this like you know, put it underneath the uh, the suit. Yeah, I'm just saying, like it's a way less iconic scene by by doing it this way, and then. He lands and he's wearing just these like pants and he, he looked great by the way. I mean that was that was some cheesecake uh, for sure. But uh, but of course they have to figure out a reason to make him be an asshole for a little while because God forbid we get through a movie with Superman where he doesn't spend some time as an asshole. You know? Yeah. Well, just, okay. I said I think that that I don't know why they necessarily felt the need to do that. And even more so because I feel like that was a, a Whedon's that was all Whedon stuff because he was demustached. And also um, that's not, 
Okay, so you know we had that stinger at the end of that one trailer with Alfred out in the woods, and someone walks up to him, and he's like, "Oh, he said you'd be coming." Like, yeah, I feel like there was like an earlier version of this movie that played out differently. Um, I feel like this was a, a Whedon segment, which is kind of weird when you think about it. But um, I've heard uh, I've heard that anytime he's fighting them, it's Snyder. Really, but, but any of the dialogue. See, originally Superman was going to be silent during those, or effectively silent during the scene. But any well, that makes he... a bit more sense, honestly. Yeah, I kind of would have rather had that. Yeah, because at one point he goes, "I recognize you," and he recognizes Batman and like freaks out. But like he also, at the same time, doesn't seem to. I don't know. Even realize who he is, or what the right thing to do is, or like. Just didn't make any sense. And then well, to have I feel Mark... like I feel like the lowest thing was like super earned and good. I thought that was oh. good. That's the only I'll agree no. with you, Zach, because that's that's the only thing in the film that's been set up for three movies. Yeah, yeah, but but I agree. But if they're gonna resurrect Superman, why? And the and 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 Bruce says. Superman is like, or uh, Lois is like the key, like the secret weapon if things go wrong. Why is she not already there? Like, have her there before you wake Superman up. But they can't do that because they have to have this shitty scene where everyone fights Superman first. And then she can conveniently come and save the day. It felt so contrived. Like, if Bruce knew that that was their master plan, why was she not already well, there? this entire film is one contrivance after the other exactly i mean it really is it really is but like i don't know it's a series of some some of the contrivances i thought were enjoyable even if they like (laughs) don't make sense well that Um, that's the thing like that's what separates this from batman v superman because that movie is full of nothing but contrivances and people that are just constantly angry all the time. Mm-hmm. And this clearly, I mean, there are moments that are designed to make you feel warm and make you feel good. And some of them definitely worked. I'll admit that. But it's also dumb and it's also slipshoddily put together. I can't believe that. Warner Brothers, one of the biggest movie studios on the planet, put out a movie that was this sloppy, you know? And I felt that the entire time watching it. So while there were individual moments and and certain scenes that I thought, oh, I kind of like that, or like, I wish there would have been more of that in in prior DCEU movies, or like, oh, look, they're course correcting. It's just, the whole thing was such a cynical affair because of it for me, you know? See, I I didn't read it as cynical, although I don't I don't disagree with you. I read it as this was this is the Hail Mary, right, for the DCEU. And I feel like they had to put everything they had into this because this is the last shot. And so they had to look at it and say, okay, we need we need something for this. We need something for this. We have to we have to cover every possible base because if 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 all of this doesn't take, we're fucked. So we have to put a little bit of everything and hope that some of it takes, because otherwise, this is it. Well, I, I wish they would have uh, played a lot less safe then, too, I guess. 
Like, give us a bunch more characters. Give give us give us the Green Lanterns. You know, give us Dark Side. This is your Hail Mary. This might be your last shot. You know. The problem is, I don't think they realized it was gonna be their last shot until after half the film was filmed. Yeah, <laughs> I, I think they should have delayed this movie until next year, especially since um, they're not gonna have a movie next year because I don't think Aquaman's gonna happen next year. Um, I think it is happening have... next year, isn't it? No, I mean it's scheduled. I don't think it's gonna happen. It's already done it's scheduling. Scheduled. Is it? I think so. Yeah, I think so. Is it really okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, it's also coming out in December, so you never know. So they've got they've got time to do a, a hundred million dollar reshoot on it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real. I mean, they probably um, like. I think this movie could have like very well and probably should have been pushed to like March when Batman vs Superman came out, um, and or maybe even to the summer. I don't know. Like this movie clearly needed more time. They could have led. Henry Cavill, shave his mustache. Um, How great would it have been if they opened the grave and he has a mustache? And, like, no beard, (laughs) just a mustache. And then someone's like, what the hell? And then Gal Gadot was like, yes, I have read about the the Kryptonian resurrection mustache thing. And, like, that wouldn't be any more ridiculous than anything else in the movie, but it would have been a funny moment and it would have had a boss mustache, you know? That sounds like a Conan O'Brien sketch. Yeah, it, it, well, you you know where my sensibilities lie. Number one, <laughs> yeah. number two, like really, is that any worse than what we got? No, no, I, uh, I, uh, I, yeah, I really don't know why they just didn't go all out. Um, can you imagine if this had been a three-hour movie? Well, no? I, th- I actually think in some ways an extra half hour would have helped. And I'm not gonna. I, I'm not saying that I would have necessarily enjoyed that extra half hour that much, but I think from a storytelling perspective, you don't have time to breathe in this movie. Yeah. Boy, J.K. Simmons had nothing to do. Yeah, I mean, was there any reason he was in the movie? <laughs> Just to talk like uh, Sam Elliott, I guess. He was using like a Sam Elliott filter. Oh, totally. Yeah, there was like a he had a Sam Elliott filter on. Yeah, <laughs> uh, was the mustache and the voice. Yeah, absolutely. I, I you... kept waiting him, waiting for him to go like full J. Jonah Jameson that was the whole time. <laughs> I was like the whole time, all, for all forty seconds. He was in the movie. He was in the. He was in there for like a couple minutes. Did you uh, did you notice the newspaper that said? Uh, all our aliens are going back to their home planets or something like that. And it was like Prince. Bowie, yeah. Bowie and Prince and, and, and Superman. Superman. Yeah. yeah. And that reminded me of the Watchmen scene from the montage in the beginning of the movie where you see Bowie and Mick Jagger uh like during the during the Bob Dylan montage. I don't, I don't even remember that. Oh, <laughs> oh well, we'll talk about it when we record. We'll the, talk about uh, it. Yeah. But we'll also about... also the funeral scene. What's that? Zack Snyder loves his funeral scenes. He does. Yeah. He and he loves a a a, a good cover of a of a classic song. We had the Leonard Cohen song that opened things up. Yeah. Co- covered by some you know female singer. 
doing it in like that well, slow we, dirge. Oh, yeah, yeah, and we closed out with a nice Beatles cover. Yeah, exactly. Know, keep that's, it classy. That's right. Yeah, and somewhere in there, there was uh, "Icky Thump" by the White Stripes. Yes, there was. <laughs> I guess that's Aquaman's theme. He, he didn't get uh, he didn't get a badass electric fiddle uh, yeah. song. He got "Icky Thump." I would have preferred the, uh, the hardest button to button. The hardest button to button, yeah. yeah. Well, at least it wasn't Seven Nation Army. That's true. Although you, <laughs> you know they wanted it to be. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know they, uh, they couldn't get the rights to it. They, they were so hoping for that. They should have thrown a curveball and done a uh, ball and a biscuit. There we go. Bat, <laughs> bat. Uh, yeah. Uh, what else? What else? was wrong with this movie, you guys. I have a thing. Go for it, go for it. <sighs> okay, so we've talked about how we like, didn't like Batfleck, but also, like, how, like, out of place did he feel in this movie? Like, all the time. Like, <laughs> never have I thought that Batman is such an absurd character <laughs> yeah. than in this film. Like, and, and I was like... Man, Batman really just like doesn't make any sense and is kind of like a really lame character. <laughs> like that yeah. the scene that like wrapped it up for me is in the aftermath of like the Superman fight where he's just like laying on the ground, like sprawled out, like can't get up because he's in this dopey costume and he's a 50 year old man and he just looks absurd. And I was yeah. like, yeah, this is the Batman of 2017 right here. <laughs> it didn't help that of course Whedon had to undercut it by having him say like, oh, I broke my dick or something yeah. like that. You know, like, it had to be. He had to make some crappy joke yeah. there. This is the Batman. This isn't the Batman who laughs. This is the Batman. Batman who aches. Yeah, yeah. I was I, just like, man, he looks like the suit looked really bad all the time. And you know how much I care about costumes. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> they were not a ten out of ten. No. That's for sure. Like, like I thought in a in a. I just felt like he was so out of place, and, and I mean. I guess, like, all of the Batman movies we've had, outside of a little bit of, like, Batman versus Superman, they've all been, you know, like, very Batman, Batman stories, you know? This is the first time we've really seen, like, a Batman in a movie that is, like, super sci-fi, um, comic-y, you know, like, a Grant Morrison Batman, I guess. Yeah. A Justice League Batman. Um, and, man, it made me wonder if we really need a Justice League Batman anymore. No, and, and also I think like really, really um, draws like begs like a, a Batman Beyond type take if they want to have a Batman in these movies. It's really weird that they made the choice to have him already have been Batman for like twenty years, twenty years, yeah, years or yeah. whatever. Yeah, yeah, that that is a bizarre choice considering the way that Justice League goes. Mm, like it, I. They need to do something quick. And, I mean, it sounds like he wants out. I think that's, like, the official word right now. Yeah. So, I don't so he, blame him. Well, he, here's, my, here's my question. I feel like the entirety of of the sort of gravitas that Affleck brought to, the, brought to character is, like, I'm old and tired, right? If that's the case, then why didn't they use... Why didn't they have Bruce sacrifice himself to, like, save Clark here? Because wouldn't that be the ultimate poetic justice here? To be like, I fucked you last time, I'm going to save you now. 
They get Affleck out of it. They can have a new Batman in there. Like it just to me having having Bruce survive the film made no sense. Two two reasons because one they need to have Bruce Wayne because Bruce Wayne is the name that everyone knows, and two, if they were to kill any of these heroes they would be hearing complaints about how dark the movie is. And that was the one thing. It seemed like they would sacrifice everything else to make sure that this movie wasn't dark. I thought Cyborg's dad was going to bite it because that always happens in movies like this. And I was so thankful that he didn't. And I realized that why nobody died was because that's too dark for them. And and I'm, I'm grateful on that account but the whole thing just the whole setup with batman was fucked from the start you know Mm -hmm. here's another thing i'll say even though batman versus superman was total trash um the one thing that i think it did that this movie doesn't do is it actually fairly credibly pit batman versus superman and made it feel like a more equal fight like that that felt credible to me in a way that Zach everything that you're saying about Justice League is absolutely right. He felt like so undermatched versus all these other people around him where whereas I think Snyder did a pretty good job in BVS of making that feel like it was on equal footing. Brian Barry Salvatore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um well my big question I know I'll, I'll save my big question I guess. Um, okay, I just have one more thing to say about this movie in general, unless you bring anything else up or have any other questions, but I just want to get this off. We've talked for a year now on the DC3 about how much more DC as a comic publisher has been doing to celebrate Kirby in Kirby's centennial than Marvel did as a comic book publisher. Right. It's the reverse when it comes to the movies because we just got Thor Ragnarok, which was the most perfect visual adaptation of Kirby that we've gotten on screen so far and a Justice League movie that did just about everything it could do to run away from Kirby, (laughs) I thought. Yeah. Yeah, I think, yeah. I will I, say and, that uh, I will say you go ahead and say your say. Well, I would say that that Lord of the Rings scene could have been Kirby, like they could have really leaned into the Kirby designs in that in that Lord of the Rings esque scene, but instead they wanted to go just cheap Lord of the Rings. Yeah. yeah. Oh man, like oh that is really the oh, the visual state of these movies is a really sad thing in in light of like the the you know smorgasbord that Thor was, you know, like mm-hmm. that that movie was a visual feast. I mean, it was fantastic in a lot of other ways, but like it, it yeah. But um, I wanted to say, like, uh, in regard to the Kirby thing, um, Vince, after you saw it, you texted us um, about the the end credit scene, and I I think you meant oh. like the end end credit scene, right? Yeah. Okay. When you said that. I took your I I took your response to be excitement and I thought it was like a fourth world thing. I was like, oh, we're gonna see like Orion or Mr. Miracle or something crazy. Um I actually had the same thought. But instead we get this like lame scene with Luther and Deathstroke. You really like got my hopes up and no, disappointed I'm sorry. me. So here's here's my question though, guys. Okay. 
is that really Deathstroke? Because we know Ben Affleck's already playing Slade Wilson. <laughs> so who is this false Slade Wilson? This false god at the end of the movie? That's Guy Fieri. Yeah, okay. <laughs> and he's rolling out. That's that's that is what he's gonna say at the start of the next movie. It was all a ruse. I will say the Deathstroke costume looked good. The, yeah, that's why the end credit maybe. scene was a ten out of ten. Eight out of ten, maybe. <laughs> no, I texted you so excitedly because not because I thought it was good or because I'm excited for more of this shit, but <laughs> I, 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 I texted you so excitedly because I could not believe they were doing it. Like they're they're really acting like there's gonna be another one of these <laughs> that star all the same people, and you know, like they they act like it's gonna be an extension of it, and maybe that's what they have to do, but. Because obviously, DC movies will never end. Like, they're not going to go into five year hiatus because this movie didn't work, you know. But I think it was it was really like b- weirdly ballsy of them to be like, "Yeah, we're going to ask Jesse Eisenberg back to do a role that he hates. He so obviously hates to be in to uh, film this post credit scene for a movie that will probably never happen in this form." <laughs> so that's why I. I totally didn't expect it. Even though we had seen the Deathstroke costume, I just assumed, I guess, that that was for the Batman movie that was going to come, you know? Well, now there's going to be a Deathstroke movie. They announced that. Oh, I didn't see that. Yeah. I didn't see that either. Was oh, it maybe man. a month ago they announced that, maybe? I, I guess if you've got Joe Man... man yeah. Man, is he good looking? Yeah. <laughs> um, Joe Man Alive. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't know how to... I don't, Magic, Magic Mike guy. Joe Sofia Vergara. <laughs> Joe Mustacholi. <laughs> Joe True Blood Werewolf. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Joe Pee Wee's uh, Netflix <laughs> movie. <sighs> God, we're dumb. Yeah, we are. Um, no, so I, I guess my my closing thought is this: there were there were moments to me that felt. Really, I the word you use, Vince, was warm, and I agree with that. I I keep going back to that Superman and Cyborg scene with the mother boxes, and afterwards when they're both just like really hurt and they're laughing, that felt more hopeful than any scene in any of the DCEU movies before that. And there were a couple of moments, like even something as dumb as like Henry Cavill like pulling open his shirt to reveal the Superman suit underneath it at the end of the film, like little things like that to me went a long way to showing that, okay, they've recognized that they have to, they have to course correct in a way. And I think this is like the ugliest way. This is essentially like, so the the DCEU was driving down the street and it hit black ice. And this movie was the attempt to steer out of the, of the spin. And it was the ugliest way they could have steered out of it. But I think they're going the right way down the road now. Yeah, I think so too. Like it's it's still not going to be pretty, but I feel like they did a much better job than I thought of getting to a place where it's not a total fucking train wreck. So, I guess that might be like to wrap up that positions us to like talk about what happens next because if nothing else, we know we're going to get a, a Wonder Woman 2. If no other movie gets made, 
we're going to get a Wonder Woman 2, and we're probably going to get a Flashpoint movie. Those are the only two that I'll guarantee well, that I, I put money on. Aquaman's already shot. So. Okay, Aquaman. I keep, yeah, I keep, I don't think that, uh, that movie yeah. doesn't exist. I don't know, whatever. <laughs> so here's the thing. They have to make a big decision here. Because there's like 19 movies in development right now. There's so many films in development. There's Suicide Squad 2. There's Wonder Woman 2. There's Batgirl. There's Nightwing. There's Shazam. There's Gotham City Sirens. There's that weird non-canon Joker movie. There's the uh, Gotham City Sirens movie. There's uh, Green Lantern Corps. There's Cyborg. There's Flashpoint. there's Deathstroke. Like, that that's a lot of movies. And I feel like it's one thing to cancel all of them. But they're not going to do that. Like you said, they need to keep Gal Gadot as Wonder Woman. That's, that is their prime directive. They have to do that. So I think that what we're going to get is we're just going to get this, like... We're going to get a, a line of films that resembles Justice League in that... It's just going to be tweaking as it goes along. And that every movie is going to point more towards a different direction than the one before it. You know, like, Man of Steel was... Think of it as, like, the 50-yard line, right? It, it, there's a way the sequel to Man of Steel could have gone more in the positive direction. But they instead went the other way and brought you back to, like, the goal line of the darkest shit. And now they have to walk it back. They're not even at Man of Steel level, like, sunniness yet. They have to keep walking it back further and further to get it to some place that's even going to be... It's even going to put them in a position to to be successful. I think it's going to take, like, two or three more movies... Just to get them back to ground zero. Ugh. Do you do you think there's a Zack Snyder moving forward? No, not at all. No, what they're gonna do is they're gonna announce that Whedon is gonna do the Batgirl movie after Justice League Two, and he's gonna do Justice League Two. Yes. Oh man. Maybe, maybe him coming out as more of a scumbag than we thought will will stop that. But I think that's the I think that's their I think that's what DC would like to see happen or Mar- Warner Brothers would like to see happen. But I think, and then I'm gonna let you guys Justice, talk about this. Justice League Two, directed by Brian Michael Bendis. <laughs> oh. <laughs> no, here here is my honest answer of what I think is going to happen. I think we're going to get Wonder Woman 2 sooner than later. Then then we're going to get a Flashpoint movie that will star Wonder Woman. That that, that will star the three current Wonder Woman, uh, Flash, and uh, Aquaman. I guess Cyborg could be in that, too, because he played a big part in in, uh, Yeah, yeah. And Cyborg. And And, uh, and Thomas Wayne. Jeffrey Dean Yes, exactly. Yep. (laughs) Exactly. And... uh, so it's basically Justice League again. <laughs> yes, yes. Without Ben Affleck, which is what we want. Right. And and they're gonna do they're gonna do that shitty um Chris Evans Captain America First Avenger CGI to make the skinny Superman. Oh, oh man. And it'll be Henry Cavill, too. Yeah, it will be, exactly, yeah. I forgot about that. Holy shit. Dang, that we are we are getting no, that. No, that gives that gives them the chance to cast Rami Malek like uh, Alice wants. 
That'd be fantastic, but they're not going to do that. No, I know, but that would, yeah, that'd be, that'd be mwah. Yeah. DC, you have this one chance. <laughs> um, so, like, when we talk about that, I mean, like, you know, Joss Whedon's scumminess aside, he, like, he can make a product that is not awful. So if they do keep him, you know, whatever, Hollywood, no shame. Um, we, so if we have, like, if we have a Justice League 2 coming up at some point in the future, we have a Wonder Woman 2, we have Flashpoint, we have Aquaman. That's not a terrible lineup. Also, Shazam. We haven't really been talking about that, and I don't think we've actually really talked about that at all. Um, with the, like... Uh, no, we did talk about it, didn't we? With the Chuck casting? Yeah, the Chuck casting. We did talk about that. Um... Which, who knows, that could still go under, too. But that doesn't seem like a totally dismal lineup. No, but the problem is... I don't... like One of the things about the Marvel lineup of movies... I, for years, I was saying, like, well, Ant-Man's going to be the one that's going to tank. Or Guardians of the Galaxy, whatever. And my, my argument was that, like, America isn't ready... To embrace Star Lord, right? Like it barely just embraced Captain America. It's not right, but I was wrong. Like the Marvel movies built up these characters so much that you didn't need to have Captain America or Thor in every movie. You could have these lesser characters. I think the problem is that for DC, for the audiences out there, like unless it's talking about the Trinity or maybe the Flash, I don't think audiences are necessarily ready to to buy into them yet. I think Wonder Woman is a bigger risk than they think it is. I mean, the, Aquaman is a bigger risk than they think it is because I think from the average person, Aquaman is still some like is still just the dumb guy who talks to fish. Mm-hmm. Even yeah, after I, this movie. Yeah, no, I think I think Aquaman like I'm keeping dismissal of it because I think it's going to tank real hard. Um and that's why I think that the that it's the only movie that has a date. It's the only movie that's coming out next year, and it's coming out in the tail end of next year. Like we have over a year until the next DC movie, and it's going to probably be not good. Um, like I think that's troublesome. But don't you think by this point next year, there's release dates firmed up for at least. Well, the Wonder Woman movie. There are some dates for a few other things. Shazam is dated for April fifth, twenty nineteen. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Wonder Woman two just got it got bumped up recently to November first, twenty nineteen. To avoid Um, uh, episode nine. Yeah, yeah, which is smart. Um, So yeah, twenty nineteen could be a okay ish year. Um, Man, can't wait for twenty twenty in that Goyer Green Lantern film. Until, like, I don't understand why for as, like, willing as as Warner Brothers seems to be to want to, like, ape everything that the Marvel movies are doing, like, why they aren't taking chances on, like, Patty Jenkins was, like, an interesting choice. That's, like, the most outside the box I feel like they've gotten, but, like... Where are the, you know, um, 
even though it like didn't work out, um, the who's the who's the guy who was doing Ant Man? I'm like blanking on his name right now. The like big, the Hot Fuzz. Um, oh, Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright, yeah, you know the Edgar Wrights, the um, Taika Waititi's. Like, where are those choices? I mean, to be fair, Edgar Wright was attached to Ant Man like before the MCU was a thing, right? But like, true, yeah. But like, you know, aside from. Uh, Taika, like, who's another uh, Marvel director that's anything special? Well, that's a, that, well that, I feel that, like that, James, James Gunn kind of was like that, an outside okay. choice, you know. An, I'll, I'll you give you know. Gunn, but, like, they had Kenneth Branagh come in and make a not-Kenneth Branagh movie. Like, right, I, right. Well, I'm, they, yeah, I mean, like, I'm, but they're to the point where, like, they're stepping outside the box, and, like, I feel like if DC wants to be aping that model, they need to be going for unique voices and unique visions and they're like staying totally in house it feels like you know they're going back to the same well over and over again i just feel like they don't think they're ready yet i guess so but like they're not gonna i don't feel like they're you know we keep talking about this balance between like taking chances and playing it safe and i like i get it's tough it's a balance like they they're risking billions of dollars with every choice but i don't, i mean i don't know i'm playing like weird armchair producer right now and i literally know nothing about how movies are made so it's just we've had so many bad movies <laughs> <laughs> Even the good movies, I don't want more of. Yeah. Like, I, I don't want more Nolan Batman movies, you know, like that style. That's true, no. Um, you know, as goofy as Superman Returns was, I would take that again. Yep. I would take a DC Universe built out, out of the Christopher Reeve-verse. I would love to see. No, that's never going to happen. I'm never going to say it. Um, say it. Just say it. I would say I would even at this point not mind them to tie in some of the uh, some of the Ryan Reynolds Green Lantern stuff, only because I feel like that that way we don't have to do it all again. When I, are they I, just going to go like full multiverse and just let it be? They can cherry pick the best of everything. Yeah, I just feel like I, I am no fan of that Green Lantern film, but I feel like if you brought us a Hal Jordan that we didn't have to see the origin for again, I would jump for joy. I just don't want to have to see another Hal Jordan origin story. It'd be nice. Vince, anything to say about this? Oh, no, I'm spent. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that's as good a place as I need to wrap up here. So thanks for listening to our special bonus episode. Uh, we'll be back on Wednesday with our regular show, as well as a special Doomsday Clock episode. And so until then, you can find us all on Twitter. I am at Brian Idzenap. I'm at VJ underscore O-S-T-R-O-W-S-K-I. And I'm at SirFox89. And... Uh, We'll be back uh, in a couple days, and 
look forward in like, you know, 2019 when we make some sort of weird bet on the internet and we have to MSC3K this movie. So, uh... Stay, stay thirsty, listeners. I mean, yes. I mean hungry. <laughs> Good night, folks. Yeah, I get the pancakes, you get the new Frontiersman. <laughs>